Coming up, I'm going to be talking about the Han Solo standalone film drama and what is going on. The directors are fired. There's only three and a half weeks of filming left. Lots of stuff to talk about in this episode of Diz Pop. This pop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everybody. I am your host, Ryan O'Clavin. This week, I am joined by nobody but my two sleeping corgis in the other room. Um, I will immediately apologize. The lighting's going to be a little bizarre in this episode because a storm started rolling in just before I started recording. So if you're listening, you might hear some rain. If you're watching, you may see some uh, lightning every now and then. It's been thundering, but... Um, my just my apologies. That's what happens when you do it at your house. But you know, it's Florida. Welcome, welcome to my house. Um, so yeah. So on the Tuesday show this week of the Diz Unplugged, we spoke a little bit about um, Ron Howard stepping in to replace uh, the two directors, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, of the Han Solo standalone film. This is one of the Star Wars anthology films, and. Uh, yeah, I, I don't feel like we really covered it enough on that show, so I, I've been reading about all the drama, because um, that's what I do, uh, and I've been kind of collecting it, and I figured I'd just give people out there who maybe aren't, maybe don't know the whole story, or haven't seen all the details, maybe they've heard of it, maybe you haven't heard of it all, maybe you don't even really care, but you like the drama. So uh, I just kind of went through, did some notes, I thought I'd just run us through it. None of this is like breaking news, this has all been out for about a week or so, but I just kind of put it all in one place, I thought it would just be fun to to put it out there. Um, before I get started though, I just want to let you know, I got the information I'm going to read about from The Hollywood Reporter, Variety, Deadline, there's also two other movie sites I enjoy reading, which are darkhorizons.com as well as screenrant.com. Um, and they're kind of my go-to news sources for this. Um, but I will tell you that The Hollywood Reporter did quite the extensive story um, and a little bit of a speculation piece on what's going on at Lucasfilm and with this movie in particular. So that might be worth a read after this as well. So be sure to check that out. I just wanted to make sure I was giving credit, um, you know, giving the credit where it's due. Uh, so yeah, so um, on uh, on June 20th, Kathleen Kennedy fired the uh, the Star Wars Han Solo standalone film, which that film still doesn't have a name, but she fired the directors, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. So this was a big deal. Um, it uh, only the film only had three and a half weeks left of principal photography, so it's very unusual for this late in the game to have directors right out fired. Now, um, you may or may not have known about some drama around Rogue One. There was a lot of rumors, massive reshoots. Essentially, they retooled the third act of that movie. Um, some are saying there's a systematic uh, issue in Lucasfilm right now where, um, uh, I mean, we could talk a little bit more about this toward the end, actually. So let me save that up there. But um, so yeah, so Rogue One had some issues and um, there was a kind of like a shadow director is what it's called. They brought in somebody else to kind of oversee the reshoots. Um, Tony Gilroy, I believe, uh, was the one who did that. And um, so Gareth Edwards was kind of a, uh, an indie film director. He'd done Godzilla, uh, was probably his biggest film to date um, before Rogue One. And... Um, yeah, I, I I don't know if that that was some of the issue that the the uh, the scale of the film was too much, or that um, Lucasfilm Disney got scared that maybe the tone wasn't. Al- that's what I had heard that the tone wasn't aligning with um, 
A New Hope with the original Star Wars because this, as you know, that film goes right up into the 10 minutes before uh, A New Hope. So um, they're saying that was part of it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think what, again, I'll, I'll leave it till the end. I'll leave it to the end. So let's let's run through what happened with the Han Solo stuff. So Phil Lord and Chris Miller, um, if you don't know these guys, very talented guys. They uh, directed the Lego movie, uh, the two 21 Jump Street movies, um, 21 and 22 Jump Street. And um, they are had their hand in um, The Last Man on Earth on Fox, um, starring Will Forte, which is a ripoff of my student film from 2012 called Last Man on Earth. But whatever, we're not going to get into it. Um, but, uh, you know... Very talented guys. I was very hopeful for this. Hanso is one of my favorite characters, as he is many people's favorite characters, I'm sure. Um, and he, you know, there's that. I, I've the movie interests me. I kind of want to. I feel like he's got a backstory that hasn't been told. I don't know that I need like three or four movies from this, but a one-off would be nice. About you know, where did he meet Chewie? Uh, how did he get the Millennium Falcon? What's his deal with Lando? You know, that was kind of things I think that were going to be addressed in this film. Also, you know, it's just, it's it's an extra. It's a little extra. It's not, I understand where some people are like, leave it alone, we don't need it. I'm fine with it, though. I think there are worse movies they could do. Like, I, a Boba Fett movie, I could care less. Um, I really hope that's not one of the things they announce. I hope they do an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, though, because I would love to see Ewan McGregor uh, step back into uh, that role and be in a good Star Wars movie as Obi-Wan Kenobi. But, um... I also said his name really funny, but we'll see. I think there's going to be some exciting Star Wars announcements coming at D23 um, in the next couple of weeks, so be sure to stay tuned to www.info.com, to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash disunplugged, and you will see updates from us there as fast as we can get them to you. Um, because we're going, and it's very, very exciting. And I'm sure they will not be talking about Han Solo there. But the rumor is they're going to show another Force Awakens trailer and they're going to announce one of the spinoff films because Kathleen Kennedy has said that they were going to make an announcement over the summer and it would feel foolish not to do it here. So, so we'll see, but, um, so yeah, so Kathleen Kennedy, she's the head of Lucasfilm. Um, and on June 20th, she fired Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Like I said, lots of drama, three and a half weeks left of filming. That's, um, it's not unheard of for directors to get replaced during filming, but it is unheard of for that to happen so late in the game and right out be fired. So, there was speculation about who was going to step in, and now Ron Howard has stepped in. That that makes some people feel good. That makes some people not feel great. I'm kind of indifferent. Like I, I think Ron Howard is a talented director, but I don't know that he has a big hit. I don't care if you've directed a space film before or not. That's not that big of deal uh, of a deal. I think. Like, I think you really Star Wars is a lot about the the people and the characters, and I think you really have to understand character. And I would say that Ron Howard has a pretty good, like, understanding of that. I don't think, uh, you know, of late, like, The Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, that last one, Inferno, was terrible. Um, I don't know. You know, uh, obviously, uh, um, Apollo 13 is a great film. And, you know, Frost Nixon, he's got a back-and-forth type of a thing. The man is a an iconic is is a Hollywood staple regardless. I mean, it's it's uh Richie Cunningham, so you know, I I'm I'm hopeful. And he says he's a big Star Wars fan. He says he was in line for the original movie when it came out in 1977, but we'll see what he's going to do. Uh, he also he was very um skeptical about, about 
stepping in and taking over the role. He didn't want to cause any drama with him and the other directors. So I guess they were emailing back and forth and he said nothing but nice things about them, that they were very courteous um, with the transition process. So that's that's good and that's hopeful. Um, so filming was originally slated to wrap in July for this film and now they're saying September, which I believe some of that was reshoots built in anyway, So, which is typical for a movie of this size, like five weeks of reshoots. So... So there's that. Um, we'll see if there's going to be de- a delay. I honestly think there will be a delay, and I don't. I think that was going to happen either way. I think that Disney has found a sweet spot by releasing these Star Wars movies at Christmas time. I mean, I kind of like the idea too. It's like a little present for us. Um, I, I, it's like if they release it the week before school lets out. They've got that week's release, and then they've got um, the the next week because vacation starts, and then the next week because people are still on vacation. So they got three solid, really strong movie-going weeks, and it worked out super well for The Force Awakens and pretty good for Rogue One as well, um, which was never expected to make as much money as The Force Awakens, which was never expected to make as much money as it did either. But I think that... And again, well, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more later about I think the success of The Force Awakens has actually been the thing that has kind of put the damper on these spinoff films, but we'll we'll get to that. Remind me. Um, so anyway, um, Ron Howard said he's kind of going to honor the original idea that was put out here for this film, and I, I essentially think he's here to step in and create, like, the meeting of the minds that couldn't be reached with the directors, you know, respecting their vision, but also giving the studio what they want. So um, so kind of the question is, where did it all go wrong? So some insiders have said that the problems were there from the beginning, that Chris Lord, um, uh, excuse me, Phil Lord and Chris Miller were thought they were here to direct a comedy that took place in space, uh, you know, with a space movie as the background. The other, the Lucasfilm wanted a space movie with a comedy in the background. And so that kind of, like, Kennedy wanted to hire um, directors who had a sense of humor with the space adventure, and they were doing space adventure with the comedy, like I said. So I think there was a misunderstanding right there from the beginning. Um, now, the other the other rumor is that Lawrence Kasdan, um, who was the screenwriter of um, some of the best of the Star Wars films, uh, The Empire Strikes Back for one, him and his son were the screenwriters for this one. Um, and Kasdan's also the executive producer. It's been said that... Um, as the dailies were coming through, he was getting more and more upset that um, the he is a guy who believes that um, the word on the paper is what should be spoken in the film. And um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they're a little more uh, improvisational. They kind of want the to to draw out that those moments from the actors that way. Um, and I guess what they were doing is they were filming the to the T scene, but then they were filming these kind of improv scenes and uh, Kasdan was not having it. So um, he, I th- I believe from what I'm gathering is he was flown to the set too, to kind of be like a shadow director in the same way that Tony Gilroy was for Rogue One with Gareth Edwards. And this also wasn't working out at, at, well at all with the directors or them. So, um, I, I um, from what people are saying is that the two directors felt like they had zero creative freedom when it came to this film. So they were getting more and more frustrated. Um, they felt like they were under um, unrealistic time constraints um, and weren't giving the uh, appropriate amount of uh, time they needed for them that, with their style to complete uh, the scenes that they wanted to do. Um, and then I also have heard that... Uh, uh, 
uh, Kathleen Kennedy wasn't happy with the limited number of setups that were coming in. So essentially, like, setup is, like, different camera. Um, it's the same scene, but you shoot it different ways. Um, and they weren't doing them fast enough or varied enough. So it wasn't it wasn't offering enough options in the editing room. So um, it uh, the editor got fired, too. Um so um, there were also people in the production that said that um, because this is a similar situation they were saying that happened with Gareth Edwards was that uh, it it was uh, the film scale. They were used to such a smaller scale that this massive thing with so many different production departments, the directors couldn't really – weren't decisive – as decisive as they needed to be. And so it was causing some friction there. Um now, uh, the editor that was fired, it was Chris Dickens, and at that time, um, he when he was fired, um, because it not only was he not being able to provide a cut they were happy with, but also, um, apparently, from these dailies, uh, Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy were not happy with Alden Ehrenreich, who's playing um, the young Han Solo. They were not happy with his performance, and so an acting coach was brought in at this point, too. Um so an acting coach for a movie is not um, not very uncommon. It is a little uncommon when you're like five months into filming the movie, though. And I feel bad for him because it is kind of like it's like a forced upon acting coach. But, um, you know, I think that's partly a director's thing, too, is they're not eliciting the performance that the studio wants to see or they're not pulling that performance out of him as well as should be. You know what I mean? Um, um, so... Uh, so, yeah, so some days the directors were only getting three setups instead of the 12 to 15 setups that were scheduled. Um, limited options for the editor. That's where the editor went. Um, uh, so, yeah, so that's where it kind of – it was just kind of all coming to head. And then finally, boom, she pulled the trigger and let them go. And uh, so, you know, there is truth to – it is creative differences. It was I, – I think the hope was is that there would be some, like, meeting of minds that happened, like I said, but it couldn't be. And I think they were kind of getting down to the li- wire where it's like, okay, what do you do? Do we do we just let this be or do we let these guys go, bring in somebody else and salvage the film? And from what I understand, the film is salvageable. It's not It's not a matter of that. It's just – it's not getting the I, – I have a feeling it's not getting the oomph it needs. Um, and you know what? I do respect this decision to a certain amount too, because Han Solo is a beloved character. You cannot have the Han Solo film be okay. The Han Solo film's gotta be great. Um, you know, you gotta do justice to that character. It's not just a random spinoff character that we've decided to learn a little bit more about. It's like, I would argue the heart and soul of the, the franchise sometimes, you know? Um, I mean... I, I think Lawrence Kazan has said that 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 he doesn't believe Han Solo to be funny per se. It's that Han Solo is the humor comes out of how he's selfish and sarcastic, and I can see that. I can see that. So it's a misunderstanding of the character. And honestly, anybody who knows Han Solo, it's probably Lawrence Kasdan. So it's kind of like, you know, maybe maybe trust that guy's opinion. So, um, yeah. But um, so now now we'll roll back in here. Um, so. The question really kind of has to be asked is, is this an issue with Lucasfilm? Because now this is, we're, we're talking about four films have been, have been or are being made. And we've got, we've got episode eight 
or I'm sorry, episode seven, episode eight, we've got Rogue One and Han Solo in the middle. Um, J.J. Abrams was powerful enough, I think, to really push back against Disney and Lucasfilm because originally he wasn't going to sign on and do this. And then he said, "Okay, um, you have to push the date back. I am not going to rush this movie. And thank God they did. That all worked out great. You know, trust in J.J. Um, What would J.J. do? Um, But it's. I I think that also ended up kind of not pigeonholing them, but I think they're afraid to step out of a formula that was finally... I mean, Star Wars has always been successful, but we all know the the prequel trilogy is not as well-regarded or as good, honestly, as the the original trilogy. And I think we're off to a wonderful start in this new era of Star Wars. And I think they're really afraid to stray too far from that... uh, Oops, sorry. Excuse me. um, Stray too far from that... um, that Force Awakens working mold. And I think there was just magic there. And I honestly, I think the magic was, is it was very representative of J.J. Abrams' work, but it was also very representative of J.J. Abrams' love of Star Wars. And everybody loves Star Wars differently. And I think the anthology films were the idea that these were going to be like the independent Star Wars films. And... I have a feeling they're afraid to really let that go and really just kind of have people go into whatever area they want. I mean, they've chosen these kind of auteur uh, directors, and it, I don't know, it, it could be a problem. It could not be a problem. It could have just been two directors that they had issues with. Um, if you remember, too, Josh Trank, who directed that Fantastic Four um, garbage movie, they're all garbage, all Fantastic Four movies are garbage, but... Um, who directed the most recent piece of garbage, uh, he was let go before he even got started on his film. Um, And I think it was because of Fantastic Four, but also things were just not coming together very well. Um, So, you know, I I think there's just the amount of room to move around in is shrinking and shrinking, but apparently Ryan Johnson has had no issues whatsoever, brought the film in on time and on budget. So, you know, it, it could just be... It also could be just he had a very clear, very aligned vision with what they wanted, too. And anybody who kind of steps out of that zone, it's weird. It's like they want to embrace people for their talents of being different and being new and upcoming. But at the same time, as soon as they start utilizing those talents, that's where they're like, no, too much. So... You know, I, I get it, but I also think that it's going to make the franchise stale. If you're going to have a movie a year and every movie is exactly the same and you take away any sort of stakes and you just kind of make these movies. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to have – it's got to be aesthetically similar but different. Like, I don't want every Marvel movie to look like every Marvel movie. If anything, they should have learned that from Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 that – you, if you embrace those oddities, you embrace those left field things, you're going to see returns. Not always. Sometimes it's not going to be great. Sometimes it's going to be, eh. but like I, a lot of the Marvel movies are kind of all the same Marvel movie. I mean, they're good. I'm not going to say which, you know, some are good, some, some are not good. I don't care what anybody says. Some of them are not great. Uh, <clears throat> First Avenger. Uh, but I want to make that straight. I'm talking about Captain America, not the First Avenger movie. That movie's great. Um, but like, I think they're finally, with what I can tell from the Black Panther, from Guardians, um, they're finally starting to embrace a little more of, like, moving in and out of that. And that's, you know, a lot of that probably is Kevin Feige's probably wants to take more risks and stuff like that. But I think, um, I don't know. I think Star Wars is is just, it's trying to find that Marvel movie map and stick to that. 
instead of just kind of embracing its differences and 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 making it something else there. But it's still young, it's still early in the game, so we'll kind of see what they do. And I'm sure I don't I don't know. So I I I, I honestly I, I don't know where my thoughts are. I'm still very hopeful for this film. It it, it I I honestly I want to see a movie that has humor because all Star Wars movies I think do have a little bit of humor with the exception of Rogue One I don't think there's really I mean K2SO is pretty great um but like you know they all have a little it's like Harry Potter movies you know what I mean they're a little bit funny they're not just straight up it's like Buffy you know it's the the levity that releases you from the tension of the film and I think that's good storytelling when you can chuckle you know but I also didn't want Han Solo to be an outright comedy. I don't want 21 Jump Street in space. You know what I mean? And if that's what it was shaping up to be, then it, this was a good decision. But um, I also don't want it to be super melodramatic and overly serious. Like, I want something with heart, but also with humor. I love sarcastic Han Solo, so I want that that Han Solo. But, um, so, uh, you know, the, the last big thing was, you know, TMZ ambushed Bob Iger recently um, on Rodeo Drive and kind of asked him all these questions. And, I, you know, people are like, oh, Bob Iger gave that response. Like, Bob Iger gave the studio head response. I mean, he's the CEO of Disney. Like, he's – of course he's going to say everything's okay and they're fine and this – you know, and it's great and whatever. Like, but I also do believe he believes that. I don't think he's lost faith. I don't think anybody – it doesn't feel like that. It feels like they just – they want the best, and I do think that there are fans of Star Wars that are at Lucasfilm where they need to be, and so I am still hopeful. But I will say, I do not. Rogue One is not one of my favorite Star Wars movies. It's okay, but it does suffer greatly from. Uh, I, I think the the Saul Guerrero character I think was a pointless, um, you know, and the the pacing's a little weird, and sometimes I feel like the stakes, though they were high, it didn't. It, it it didn't have that emotional I, I think they tried to I don't know, maybe lighten it a little I, I just I would I wish I kind of could have seen what the original one was. But I you know, maybe it was worse. Maybe it was worse. That's the point of all this. I'm not unhappy with Rogue One. I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. I'm just I think The Force Awakens is a better, stronger film. Um and I do really respect that Rogue One exists, and I am so happy that it exists. And it's definitely far better than Episode 1, 2, or 3. But I just, you know, I I think it's probably, like, right after 3, it goes there, and then the other Star Wars films are in there. But, um, you know, it could also just be a preference thing. There's a lot about that movie I do really enjoy. I should stop sounding so negative about it. Jeez, I'm going to get a lot of hate mail about this. Um, but... You know, those are my thoughts and feelings. I think I kind of went through it all. Um, Ron Howard is there. Filming has uh, commenced. He is on set. He shared a a photo on Twitter that I was going to put over here, but it's really just like of his feet standing on like plywood or something. So cool um but uh i i heard the uh the uh the rumor was is that the cast and crew applauded when he was announced as director but then the there was an edit to that and it was that they were applauding um for uh they're they're rallying behind the film they're not applauding that um that these the two directors had left the film at all so um the 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 atmosphere on set had become very somber so hopefully this will be turning it around um and we'll hear some very positive things but i can bet you right now that we are going to start hearing a lot more about this film because they are going to have to cover up this whole drama thing so i mean stay tuned we're going to get some good stuff. But um, right now, I am super excited for episode uh, eight. I am super excited for Ryan Johnson's um, uh, 
take on this. I think the the trailer excites me. And I am super excited for the next one. Uh, and I, I, I really can't wait to see what he brings to, to the table. He writes good, really, really good character, really good like dialogue things. Um, if you haven't seen Looper, really check that movie out. Um, Brick is really good too. Joseph Gordon-Levitt way back in the day. A little young, a little young high school Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, I mean, I think he's out of high school, but he plays a high schooler in the movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that is all there is to say on it now. We'll try and keep you updated on that um, as it comes out. Obviously, stay tuned, like I said, to the website, to everything, uh, all of our uh, Diz Unplug, the Diz, all that stuff um, for updates on the uh, anything that's coming out of D23. So that's going to be Marvel movies, uh, Star Wars movies, Disney movies. It's a very exciting time. Um, it's a very exciting year, and I look forward to it. Um, so look forward to some coverage of that coming up in the next, when are we? I'm leaving next, a week from this coming Wednesday. So, cool. But I hope you all have a great 4th of July weekend. I hope uh, you have a safe and happy holiday. Um, have some fun parade. Make that Lightning McQueen drink. If you, Oh, if you're on Patreon. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to just, like, advertise that to everybody. But I showed on Patreon how to make a theme drink. But, um, yeah, um, got some ideas in the future. Thinking about doing a splat, like a Nickelodeon themed episode the same way we did the disney afternoon so stay tuned for that that's going to come up in the next month or so um and uh some arts and crafts videos shall return at some point in the future i have heard the demand for them um i'm just got to find the right one and um yeah that will do it i think um so guys i want to hear your feedback are you concerned about the han solo film are you excited for it are you indifferent do you care more about you're too focused on episode eight so you can't you can't you can't think about anything but the the last jedi um but uh let me know i on twitter comments in this video um you know like share subscribe all that jazz really appreciate it um and that is going to do it for this episode of Diz pop